are the Honeywell Heroes, baby. That's all you got today? That's all I got. Could you hit me with a higher note to get this going? I, I need to get some energy going in this Go ahead. Place. Let's get the whole thing going. We are the Honeywell Heroes. You, you kind of sound like, uh, I'm going to say Celine Dion. Again? Again. Cool. Because yeah. you just do. All right. And you look like... Uh, Celine Dion? No, you do not look like her. Anything like her. You kind of look like Warren Sapp. <laughs> if, I had to pick any football, if I had to pick any football player. Hey, he was a good player. He could play the defensive tackle position better than anybody, so I'm going to take it. Yeah, that's good. Hey, listen, here's the deal. We got our sponsorship, and I'm going to start off with that, and then we're going to get into our guest. First Choice Insurance. For all your home auto life insurance needs, 410 South 2nd Street in Clinton. 563-241-2341. Andy Wood, go get to him. He'll hook you up. Um, again, mm-hmm. home life, auto business, and much more. Get to him. Get to him, guys. let's get it popping. Just let's get go. to him. Yeah, let's get to him. He'll hook you up. Yeah. Andy okay. Wood. Yeah, what you got? Good job, dude. Okay, what do you what That was do you fantastic. Have? What do you have? What are you going to say? What do I have? Well, we're going to get right into the the Honeywell stuff, dude, because oh. that's that's what we do. That's what we're here for, right? Oh, okay. So I got to ask you, we're going to do a few favorites at Honeywell. Did you did you play Were you from here? No, I'm originally from Gibson but City, Illinois. Did you play little league baseball though? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it still applies. So, um after the games, did you guys get free pop? No. We did Damn. not get free pop. You didn't? No, wow, you didn't, didn't even not. live. We, you didn't I mean, live like had, we did here. No, I mean, we had, like, the mom that would give, like, popsicles <laughs> oh, and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, okay. like, no free pop. Well, well, okay, then I'm going to ask – I guess we'll just ask Stenda then, no free pop. What was your favorite pop at CJB, Stenda, after the game? I'm, when, I'm, when you went sprinting up there full speed, what would you get? I, here's the thing. I'm upset because you didn't get a free pop? <laughs> no, we did not. I mean, we had a concession stand, but we didn't get free pop. Wow. Well, we were blessed, Cinda. I need to go talk to the rec board at Gibson City, <laughs> Illinois. Yeah, yeah call them up, man. We, we are like, calling hey. them up. <laughs> Listen, hey, let's take a timeout. Give them a call. Um, I like the. Uh, I was actually a big Mountain Dew guy, and uh, did you I, budge to get it or no? I'll push them out of the way. <laughs> I didn't care because Box them out. I'm gonna get what I want when I need it. Let's go. Okay, so when you were 11, 10, 11, 12 years old, what was your favorite food at the concession stand? And we'll go with Koi. At the concession stand, ooh, mm-hmm. ooh, okay. it's a hot dog guy. Hot dog. Yeah. I love a concession stand hot dog. Stenda, what about you? I, I I think you gotta either go hot dog or nachos. And then how many of them? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're not talking about that. <laughs> All right. Can we go back to the pop real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Did you guys ever do, uh, we, well, we used to call them suicides? Oh, yeah. Like okay. We did, yeah, we did that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah for right, sure. Right. We, I used to do that when I was about 10, 11, 12. So. Yep. And then when I was head up at CJB, it seemed like every single kid that ran up after the game, can we get a suicide? Yeah. 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 All of them. We got to the point where I'm like, no. I don't think you can call it that anymore. Probably but, not. Uh, but they, what, they, what would you call it? Like <laughs> all the flavors. Mixture. <laughs> yeah. The mixture of your best flavors. Yeah. Pop cocktail. I don't know. Yeah. Kitty <laughs> a pop, a pop yeah. tail. There you go. <laughs> I like it. What about you, Random? What's your favorite pop? I feel like I probably always got Mountain Dew. No, you know what I know? Here's the, here's the worst part about this, guys. I know what he liked, and it was not Mountain Dew. What it was, was it? It was... Uh, or was, do we have root beer back No, then? no. It was the... Uh, 
Oh, the not the Sprite, but the uh, Sierra Mist. Yes, it was. You were always a Sierra Mist guy. Really? This guy. This. Well, he I even see know his own self. Well, it's hard to remember because when I was head up, I got so sick of like a certain kind that I would switch all the time. So I, I was you. even drinking. I was sweating and drinking Diet Pepsi sometimes. You know, but yeah, well, you were <laughs> you were sweating it out and always punching the body with with uh, fuel and calories. So. My favorite food at the concession stand was definitely pizza, though. Happy Joe's pizza. Oh, I could, Ooh. yeah. Man, you can't go wrong with Happy it. Joe's. No. That was kind of like the, like the, because didn't they do like pizza back then? By the slice. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong. You just nope. can't. Nope. You just can't do it. Man, you guys or, are- you know, if, if you wait long enough to the end of the night, you get a half uh, half price hot dog. Yeah. Jeez. I'll do it. Jackpot. You guys had it made at Honeywell, it sounds like. Yeah, we did. <laughs> you missed out, bro. Yeah. I'm kidding. Well, okay, so we didn't give an introduction. So I'm going to give it real quick. We got head coach Dustin Coit. Of the Comanche Storm, not Indians. And I want to say Indians because my first coaching job was there. Um, but, Coach Coit, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah. And uh, why don't you just give us a little rundown on what you do for Comanche athletics and even teaching, et cetera. All right. Uh, well, I teach uh, PE and health, high school level. Um, I, I do have one seventh-grade health class that I teach as well. Yep. Uh, and then as far as coaching goes, I'm head football coach, and uh, I'm the seventh grade head basketball coach. Ooh, nice. Oops. Yeah. All right, tell me this. Who are you taking, Shaq or H- Hakeem Olajuwon in their prime? Ooh, dang. Uh, Putting them on the spot right now. I don't care. You know, I, I'd probably go Hakeem. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. In their prime? Yeah. Wow. Oh, no. Oh. Well, I think, I mean. This guy hey, getting wild. All right, all right. well. Hakeem won like two NBA finals, right? He won, I think, he won and, a couple. And yeah. with the Rockets, how many has Shaq's got? Like, he has she's five. got five. He's got yeah. five total, though. Four. Hey, how many three pointers made does Shaq have? Does anyone? One. In his no way. In his I'm looking that up right now. One. Okay, I bet I, you're lying. Well, I'm not, I, I like, I like to. I liked watching the Rockets play because they were good when like Jordan left to play baseball, and yep, uh, that's when they were winning, but. I don't know. It's like the dream, a little better than Shaq. Okay. Hey, well, it's your but, preference, man. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. You gotta like what you like. Was I right, Stenda? Did you look it up? Are you fact checking me, dude? I'm fact checking you because I feel like you're a liar. Okay. Well, he well, was well, one he... for twenty-two. <laughs> Told you. No way. This is this is this is false. <laughs> 20... Get out of here. All right, I'm done. I this this is you this know what because because he was a true center. Nowadays they're not. Yeah. But most of the time. It's probably one more free throw than you made. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. He, yeah, was pretty not bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Pretty close. The hack-a-shack. Yes. So, but, yeah, for Comanche, so how long have you been head football coach at Comanche? Uh, I just finished up my sixth year as head coach at Comanche. Wow, that's uh, good. And, uh, been, I've been in Comanche 10 years. I was an assistant for four. So Okay. Tell me this. Um, do you like uh, – what do you like better, the bowling alley in Comanche or the bowling alley in Clinton? The Plaza Bowl? Uh, well, I'm just I'm, I'm asking. I'm got to throw it out there because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 100 honest. I've never been to the Plaza Bowl in Clinton. Wow. So I'm gonna have to go with Comanche Bowling Alley, Imperial right. Lanes. Fair enough. Shout out Jay Garvey. Oh man, Jay Kenny Garvey. Garvey. K Garvey. Oh yeah, that's right. K Garvey. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we yeah. play baseball with him. Yeah. yeah. Tanner, he. Do uh, you remember random when he? Uh, there was a ball hit to third base. And there was what what uh, level was two it? outs. We were jun- we were juniors. There's a ball at the third base. He's playing third base, and there's a, a 
guy on second base, and that's it. There's two outs, ball hit to him, and he feels the ground ball. He actually feels the ground ball, and he looks the runner back, <laughs> and then he throws the first, and as soon as he looks him back, Coach Stone's like, what the hell are you doing, Garvey? And he's like, oh, and he throws it, he gets him out. And I remember him coming off the field, and he was he was so pissed off at him. He's like, <laughs> you need to know the situation. And I'm, yeah, yeah I don't know. Do you remember That's that, Tanner, or no? Nope. Okay. All right. Well, I do remember it. So, all right. Whatever. You could be making it up for all I know. I'm not making it up. I, I believe I you. Sounds good. Hundo percent. I believe you, dude. All right. So, should we do a Honeywell story? Yeah. Go ahead. You go. No, I don't have. I I have a coaching story tonight, and I want you to start off with a Honeywell story. Well, how about you start off with your coaching story? Okay. So here's how I'm going to start this night. I like. I'll that. do the coaching story. We'll move to Coach Coyd here, and then random for the Honeywell story since you didn't play at Honeywell. Right. Um, my coaching story is my second year at Comanche as the defensive coordinator for the, var- or the junior varsity. We are up 42 to nothing against Bellevue, playing them home. And we score a touchdown, and we're going to go attempt the PAT. And I can't remember. Devin Norman is holding the PAT, so he's a placeholder. And Isaiah Jackson is going to kick the ball. It's a terrible snap, and the ball you know, just goes wherever, and Norman grabs it, and I, Micah's, Micah Sorrow comes from the backside, and he's like, I need to go to the end zone for it's a two-point yeah, conversion now. Right. And he throws the ball in there, and hits Norman hits him on a dime, and the coach from Bellevue was absolutely nuts. Yeah. Freaking out. So now it's 50 to nothing. I'd have been pissed, too. He, he Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, this dude is going crazy, and he's, and I'm like going like this, I'm like, Across from the field, I'm like, hey, man, stop. It's all good. Like, hey. And after the game, he comes over with his coaches. We're, like, in the center of the field. He wouldn't shake my hand. They were literally talking what I would say is complete adult trash to me and Coach Merrill. And I kept sticking my hand out. I'm 20. I'm like, hey, man, it's all good. And he's like, he slapped my hand away. Just kept slapping away. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And he said they were going to put an article in their paper and a week later, they put an article in their paper in Bellevue about how the JV team blanked him 50-0 to zero because of the coaching because they told him to oh, go wow. do this, like, crazy play. So I remember that, but, you know, I remember telling him at the, at the center of the field, I was like, what do you expect a kid who's taught to do the right things in, their, right. in those situations to do? Yeah. I mean, the kids don't – they're just trying to play and make a play. You yes. know, they don't care what the score is. I, I mean, you can't fault the kid. No. I mean, I think, uh, you know, looking at the, the Bellevue side of it, I mean, I could see why the coach in the moment would be mad. Yep. But you also obviously didn't mean to go for two in that situation either. No. So you, you got to understand the situation, I think, as well. Yep. But, you know, coaches can get heated at certain times, too. I mean, I've been I've been there, too. <laughs> so, uh, I bet you. I bet you. Well, rightfully so. But, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my story. So, it, coaching man. story. Fantastic. That was bro. good. Yeah, well, uh, well I, I'm gonna I'm not gonna do a Honeywell story, but I'll do a, a b- middle school basketball story. Cool. Uh, it's just a short one, but I remember. So back then, we like I said last episode, we had uh, two teams at Lions, two teams at Washington, um, and so there was a lot more um, opportunities to play each other, like from Clinton. So we always kind of battle with Washington. Remember that? Oh yeah, and I love playing them. Was the, yep. So I always remember. This is a really short story, but I always remember, and I'll never forget it. It used to drive me nuts. My least favorite guy to ever play against was Joe Wenzel. You want to know why? Because every time he would guard me, 
he would tr- literally try to pull my shorts down, dude. And he's like, come on, bro. You know how he was. He's like, hey. Yeah. So I could never even, like, I, I would always try to post him up, and he would do it so the refs couldn't see. But, dude, it was the worst, man. So he'd pull your – so I think I think he could have done that. And I know Joe. I mean, we've known him our whole yeah. lives. But here's the thing. I think he would have locked you down because he locked a lot of people dude, down. Dude, he was good, yeah. He was a, he was solid. But I'm not saying he had to do it to <laughs> lock me down, but he used to always do it, and it would drive me insane, dude. I've honestly figured you would like it. Yeah. If well, I really I'm not saying I didn't it. like it. It was just hard to play yeah. basketball. I got you. And he's tugging on my little side of my shorts, you know. Okay. And then we you. had and then we had Coach Ayler's, you know, yelling, probably telling me to to figure it out. Yeah. And smoking I'm trying to tell cigarette? him like I'm like, yeah, smoking a cigarette. I'm trying to yeah. tell him like, dude, he's pulling my shorts down, man. And you know. I got you. He yeah. probably, he, I'm sure he didn't believe me, but whatever. Because <laughs> you lied all the time, but yeah. You got in trouble. Okay. <laughs> whatever you say, dude. <laughs> All right, give us give us something like when you were Coach Coy, when you were in, um, you know, like little league or even a coaching store. Just give us like something, anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Little league. It could or be like, little league. Like, what do you well, remember from little league of anything? Well, I, football, I mean, baseball? I can tell. Uh, I I was growing up. I was a big baseball guy, big okay. baseball fan. Um, my dad used to umpire at the local, um, rec rec league in Gibson city, Illinois. And I'd go every time he'd umpire, I'd go with him. And I, yep. there was a small field right next to the the field he'd umpire. And if it was open, I'd have a, like one of those old, like yellow plastic bats that I duct taped. Yo, oh, yeah, I would, yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. have a, I'd have a tennis ball and I would just go around asking any kid like, Hey, the field's open. Let's go play. And I mean, I would play until my, until it was dark or until my dad was done umping and we'd go home. Um, and then the crazy thing is, a couple years ago, I went back home, and uh, my dad still had that same bat that oh, I used when okay. I was, like, that's 9, cool. 10 years old. And, uh, so that, that's, that's, like, something that jumps out to me. Um, and then once I was able to start playing and stuff, then I didn't do that as much. But I'd always just ask any random person to, to come play and things like that. So um, that's, like, one of my, my main memories as a, as a little rec league guy. So... Balling in the hood. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We always did that stuff too. Yeah, yeah. that was the best. And we'd always, I mean, there was a house right across the street. We always try to hit over, over <laughs> oh, the right yeah, field fence, man, you know. Yeah. But so yeah, like yeah, you have like a times. target. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, you had a target. And I was a lefty, or I am a lefty. So okay. did you guys ever like? Did you like porch. pretend you were like a certain player? I was a, I was a big Ken Griffey Jr. guy. <laughs> oh yeah. damn! Yeah. Y'all both Ken Griffey, huh? Yep. I think my I started having my number be thirty because when Griffey played on the Reds. Yeah, well, he was twenty four for the Mariners. Yeah, yeah he was yeah, twenty four. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah he's he was my 30. guy. Griffey is my guy. I love that guy. Well, he was so good at when we're on he him. He was so good at field, or, you know, in the outfield yeah. and running bases and in his prime. And Come on, his man, that, that his is swing good. is this one of the smoothest swings ever, too. And as a lefty, you just you, you appreciate mm-hmm. a good lefty swing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah, I, I love King. Did you see him? Did you see the opening uh, intro to the Field of Dreams game this year? I did. That's yeah, pretty that sweet. was cool. Yeah, was I, really I actually cool. wasn't expecting yeah. it at all, and I'm yeah. like, whoa! Like I was geeking out yeah. a little bit. I didn't see it. You did it? No. Oh, you got to watch it, dude. It's on YouTube. Uh, it'll take me a while. <laughs> I don't dude, think. him and his dad come out together mm-hmm. and play catch mm-hmm. on the field. And stuff. Yeah, that's a pretty cool scene. Yeah. Well, yeah, they played. Didn't they play together mm-hmm. a little bit for a, or a year or two? Yeah. yeah, I got a card somewhere. Both of them. I think they didn't. They hit a home run in the same game. Yes, yeah. I think really? that was yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that's awesome. 
I love it. So we got the Honeywell stories, or, you know, our stories. Because I felt like tonight, you know, we have, we're not all from Honeywell, so we got to kind of mix it up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so give me, Coach Goy, this is a first question. Okay. What do you think as, what's the most challenging aspect of being a head coach in a small school, small community? Well, um, I, th- I think the first thing that has to happen um, you got to get buy-in from from the community, from the parents, uh, the, obviously the the players and the kids too. Um, it, I'm going to be honest. When I first uh, started being an assistant coach, I was assistant in Fulton under Patrick Lower for four years, and then came over to Comanche, and I never wanted to be a head coach. And then I, the more I started doing it, and the more uh, I was kind of seeing how kind of things were ran. I'm like, oh, I think I can do this, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't sure if I was going to be ready for it, but I, I took it and, uh, immediately had support from the community, had support from our, from our administration at the time and, uh, just got the players to buy in and, uh, the rest kind of history on that. And you guys have kind of built a pretty solid program over the last, what you've been there. How many years? Six years, six years as head coach. Yep. Um, you yeah. And, and it, and it, I mean, at a small school, like, uh, I mean, you get every year you gotta you gotta adapt, you know, to to what you're getting, and you can't. We're not private, or we're not a college, or we're not recruiting the guys we want in. Uh, so you gotta adjust. Uh, also, you gotta hold the kids accountable too, because yep. I think that was that was an issue that um, that we had that, that kids weren't held accountable, or kids kind of come and go as they please. Uh, when I first took over. Um, I instilled a 70% attendance rule in the off season and you had to make 70% of our off season workouts or you didn't get a Jersey. And if you didn't make that 70%, if you didn't make that 70%, you had to make it up, uh, make up a workout, make up a seven on seven or whatever it was. And, um, now I don't necessarily have that rule, but the kids know that's the expectation. So I don't have to have that in place for them to be at 70% of the workouts. And, uh, I mean, last year I didn't have that in place, and we had uh, 20 of our varsity kids make over 90% of our offseason stuff. That so, like, it's well. just yeah. it's just holding them accountable and, and, and making them know that that stuff's important. Uh, and then the rest kind of just works itself out, honestly. Well, yeah, if you build it, they're going to – they're going to follow yeah. if they want to play. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they want to be mean, successful. If they see it working, then. Yeah, and I mean, we, I, I mean, don't mean to, you know, go to the negative route of what, what it was when I was an assistant, but I mean, we had good coaches, but I remember the year before I took over, um, we would have workouts and there sometimes be more coaches there than players. And, yeah. you know, in your yeah. mind, you're like, wow, this, this is going to be rough, you right. know, and then oh, we yeah. have seven on sevens and there's, seven coaches and six players that show up and yeah. and we went <laughs> o- did, yeah. we went 09 that year you know yeah. like it's just you know and I in my mind I'm like this isn't right we gotta we gotta change it we gotta do something about it and that's when I thought maybe I could and so far it's been good the last six years so a lot of buy-in I mean so the buy-in part my my question to that is how do you get the, the I think the biggest thing for me is how do you get the parents to buy into it I mean, honestly, well, how do you do that? I mean, I think it starts with, and uh, and I had an old coach uh, back in the day kind of say uh, that that kid, high school kids, don't care how much you know till they 
till you know they know how much you care about them, you know, yeah. and, and get to know them. And then I think when, because I, I, we, and I know Coach Davis says this too, and like when we tell the, the parents and the kids when they get to high school, like we're not, we're going to communicate with the kids. We're not going to yeah. be communicating with parents anymore, you know, when they're right. in middle school and growing up, parents got to get them places, but we, we, that's the other accountability part of it too. Like if we have a group text and it's, we're not texting the parents, we're texting the players, you know? And yeah. I think when the, the parents see that we, we care about them and we got great assistant coaches that care about the kids too. And then that just makes the buy-in so much easier because the parents then know, Hey, these, these coaches are going to take care of my, my son, you know, and, and they're going to be in a good spot. So it's kind of the approach we take and, um, and, and again, like, well, I mean, we're not doing anything like groundbreaking or earth shattering, I don't right. think, uh, but, uh, we're getting kids to buy in. We're, you know, we're showing them that we care about them other than other aspects, other than football, you know, we're talking about, about school make sure their grades are good. Uh, shoot. We even talk, you know, like, Hey, how's your girlfriend? You know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, I get that. so, I mean, it's, it's, <clears throat> that's kind of part of it. And I think if the parents see that, that we care about them, then that makes it a lot easier for them to buy in too. That's cool. So you kind of got like the player, you know, you got the players coach mentality. Yeah. And I think, I think nowadays, I think that's kind of, I mean, the way it's got to be, you know, and, and, and there's, I mean, don't get me wrong. And I mean, coach Beal and um, assistant coaches can attest to this. Like if there's times where I got to get on kids, I get on them, you know? And, yeah. and I think, I think now, I mean, we've all probably had the coach that yelled at us all the time, oh, you yeah. know? And then as the coach is yelling, after like the sixth or seventh time, everyone's tuning that guy out, you know, like, yeah. Oh gosh, here goes coach so-and-so yelling at me again, you know, but if it's, if it's happening like three or four times the whole season, then, you know, they're like, Oh shoot, coach Coit's pissed. We better, we better get, get our shit together, you know, and, and get going. So, um, so that's the kind of thing too, with the players coach. And I, I just think that's how you have to approach it these days too, with, with the kids. And I think that you get more out of them if you're doing it that way. Yeah. I agree. Random. You know how that is. <clears throat> I do, buddy. You got to deal with your kiddos, and they come home, and they're like, hey, Dad. You what? know, I've learned over the years, I mean, you kind of just got to let your kids do what they want to do. And, and to an extent, though, like. What I do you can't, mean? I, 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 what I'm, I'm trying to cut you out, but, like, what do you mean? Like, what, what I'm getting do, at is, like, do? like, choosing which activities they want to be involved oh, okay. in and not trying yeah. to force it on upon your kid, you know. I mean, yeah. of course, I want all my kids to do the sports that I like to do, but. It's just not realistic, you know, so I've learned. Do you think, do you think that if you, as a parent, and we can tie this to you, both of you guys, as a parent though, random, if you push your kid to be like, oh, do this sport because I did it, do you think it pushes them actually towards it or they're like, yeah, I I don't want anything to do with this? I think it depends on the kid, honestly. I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know how to answer that perfectly. I would like to say that, it, yeah, it pushes them like, yeah, my dad did that, so I want to do it too. But that's not always the case. So. Yeah. That's tough. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Or just don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, hey. Well, for example, <laughs> yeah. I grew up with, as you know, obviously with Jada being like an artist and not an athlete, and I'm just like, I kind of just accepted it. I'm like, I guess she's not going to play sports, and now she plays every sport, you know? So. Yeah. It, it transformed into that, but, yeah, I was just kind of like, uh, that was. I think that was what taught me. Like, hey, you just got to let the kid be great at whatever they choose to do or at least attempt to be great. But well, uh, sorry. No, 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 I mean, no, I think, I think roll, with, like, uh, like, with parents, too, like, they, I mean, for one, they got to be supportive, you know, of, of their kids, but they also, 
I mean, I think in Comanche we have, I mean, our community support, our parent support is, is unbelievable in my opinion. And, um, they support the coaches, they support, support their kids really well. And I think for the most part, we got a lot of parents that if, you know, Johnny comes home and he's like, Oh, coach yelled at me. They're going to be like, Hey, well, then you probably did something wrong, you know, or, you know, and I think that, I think that helps too, that we have that support in in our uh, athletics that, um, our, our parents are kind of, kind of telling their kids the same thing that we are as coaches. Yeah. And I think that helps a lot too. And, and I think that's why we're having success in a lot of things that we're doing too right now. Right. Cause you, I mean, you know, you always have the kid whose parent thinks that the kid's never wrong. And it's always, Oh yeah. The, the other adults fall and stuff. But when you get the parents all on board where they're like, yeah, if my kid needs to yell that yell at them and it's on and popping. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys are, I mean, you're both a hundred yeah, and especially random. You're you're 100 percent on that. I mean, I think. So what's quite? If yeah, I I'm especially saying, me. Am I, what the? Am I chopped <laughs> liver? No, here? you're you're both. No, 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 especially me. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. like you're both on it. I All mean, right, I'm out. I'm done. No, <laughs> man, he's, he's he's hanging it up. No, what I would say is this is to to just go back to that is that I wouldn't want to say that I think that it's a lot of it from the parents, but here's what I'm going to say: it's a lot of it from the parents. That's why these programs don't succeed because they are enabled while they're at home. Now, again, I'm not asking you guys to respond to this because you guys are in different positions. I'm not. And if I had kids someday, maybe I can say like, well, Hey, but I know this, like from coaching when I was young to now, I would never coach my kid ever in a million years. I would never want that. And I would want my kid held accountable for the things that they do. Now it's, it's more of, I play basketball. Basketball's easy. There's four quarters or 32 minutes. They play three minutes of the game, and the kid comes home and says, well, I only play three minutes, and I want to quit. And the mom's like, or the mom or the dad or whoever is like, well, then quit because you only played three minutes of 32. When you could have played that three minutes and gave it everything you had, and it turned into six minutes. And then the next week it's eight minutes yeah. or whatever. And they just let them quit. So if it, how are you going to say, like, at the end of the day, like, how are these kids ever going to be able to understand responsibility or um, accountability if you just let them quit? To me, it, I don't think that was our era. Right, but right. May, maybe it was. Maybe it was still there. But in my eyes, I do think that a lot, not a lot of the parents, but some of the parents, they're living the dream to their own kid, and they're not realistic with real-life expectations. And that's all I, I'm going to say. I mean, I... I'm going to, I'm going to plead the fifth on some of that, but I will, <laughs> I will say this though, like as far as football goes, um, like I always tell kids like your freshman year and your junior year, are usually the hardest because your freshman year, you got sophomores ahead of you that are, you know, a lot of times, you know, they're sometimes stronger, bigger, not always, yep. sometimes those freshmen are better, but you, you're playing like as a fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grader, you're always on the field. And then once mm-hmm. you get in as a freshman, you know, you're playing just JV. In a small school, we don't have the luxury to have a freshman team, a JV team, right. all that. So when they're they're playing JV or fresh soft, whatever you want to call it, they're not getting much playing time. So, But then when they're sophomores, that, that's their time to shine. But then sometimes those same sophomores as their juniors, they're maybe not going to get much time as varsities. And we've seen a lot of – a lot of kids that didn't play much as freshmen that really shined as sophomores and then played some as juniors and varsity. And then we've seen kids that are sophomore JV guys are good. They have to wait their turn by the time they're senior to play, and they've done a yeah. lot of good things for us. You know, I can name 
probably eight to 10 kids off the top of my head that have done that for us. And, and those kids are the kids you need in your program to stick it out and have those parents be like, Hey, you got to wait your turn. You know, it's going to happen. Just keep working hard and all that. So, um, and again, I think that, I think we have that in Comanche and, and the support with that. So that's great. But, um, that's what I'll say about the, the parents and waiting your turn part. Yeah. I know that's a, that's, that's a, that's a bad question on my part because I'm putting you <laughs> Especially on Especially as a head coach. Yeah, yeah no, I, I get that. And I would never ask, even, no, even for Tanner because, yeah. you know, he's going to know these coach. He, Tanner, you know all the coaches that your kids have had. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know that. And that's a bad spot. But at the same time, it's like, all right, let's be realistic. If you're, if you're going to sugarcoat it for people, you're not doing any good for them. At the end of the day, if you think about it, what we do every day in life, we sugarcoat everything for everybody. So if we got away from that, we were like, it's time to be like, let's be realistic. So that's all I'm being is, okay, where's really the problem? To me, even though I was a coach at one point, I don't think, I think it, I don't, I don't think that's where the problem lies. I think it's somewhere else. Now, everybody can agree to disagree. And that's an opinion. That's all, that's all my opinion is. It doesn't matter. But I would like to see, even from Clinton community, I'd like to see more of, hey, guess what? It's time to be a grinder, go back to what we were used to doing, and let's be competitive again instead of saying, Johnny, just he only played four minutes of the game, so he's quitting. Well, you're not going to build a program that way. You never can. So So I saw a status on Facebook. I can't remember if it was today or yesterday. And it was a parent saying that um, it was more – it was like uh, the coaches – switching things up so do you think that if a program is doing bad do you think it's on the players or it's on the coaches and that's for yeah, whoever yeah. to answer no that's coach that's, a, that's you man because you're the man i mean, I mean well, it's tough through that. and i'm not well, saying the, you might not even be able to uh, speak on experience because maybe i mean maybe your programs haven't yeah. ever did well down, i mean but. there's the old there's the old adage that you know when a when a team's doing bad, it's the coach's fault. When a team's doing well, the players are good. You know, like yeah. it's not the coach. But um, I don't know. I To answer that question, I think, I mean, probably goes both ways, honestly. I mean, yeah. at a, especially at like a small school, like I've, we've been lucky that the last five years we've had some pretty talented kids, right. you know. And, and um, when you have talented kids, it's a little easier to coach, you know. I mean, yes, not, that it's, not that it's easy, but – it's just you can do more, you, you know, they you can expect a little more out of yeah. them. Um, but I think I think when I think when teams are doing bad, I think sometimes coaches get the bad rap for that when mm-hmm. really they are good coaches. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, you got to think about like injuries. You got to think about, you know, I mean, sometimes, you know, you're dealing with 15, 16, 17, 18 year old kids, you know, they're not, they're not always going to have the best yeah. of them, you know, and when, it's, when, and in a certain, when one kid's bad, a lot of times two or three kids are also bad that same night, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So like it, it, it's one of those things. So I think it's tough as coaches that we kind of, I mean, can get that, uh, you suck as a coach because your team's losing, you know, yeah. that's not always the case. It's got to be tough to um, be a new coach, especially I think though. Because usually the reason yeah. why your new coach is the program wasn't doing good and they want to switch the coaches out. Usually, yeah, I'm not that's saying true. that's always the case. That's, you're right. that's a solid point. Yeah, I mean, my first year as head coach, we were one and eight. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. we weren't. I mean, it's got to be. It's it, got to be tough for you too as a head coach coming in. You're like, oh, you just want to change the program instantly, yeah. but knowing that's not realistic, it's it's not. You know, we were we were one and eight, then we we're four and five, six and three, nine and two. Well, 
five and four, four and five. So like, yeah. um, but you know, when, when a new coach comes in, you're changing your system, you know, right. and you're changing yeah. your schemes, you're changing everything. So it's going to take time for the kids for to get sure. used to it and figure it out. Uh, you know, and the other thing with, with coaching too, I think stability helps a lot too. You know, when, when you have a bunch of turnover with coaches in a program, yep. a lot of times those programs aren't doing well because coaches keep turning over. I yes. mean, when I was, when Absolutely. I was, when I was an assistant for four years at Comanche, I was an assistant under three coaches oh, in really? four years. <laughs> really? So like, I mean, when we, we won the most games we won in a year was two, you know, it's just, yeah. it, we just didn't have constant change is not good for high school kids either. You know, so we, you got to set a routine, you got to hold kids accountable, you got to show them what your scheme and system is and go that route. So, um, so yeah, I guess, I mean, I don't know if I answered that question at all, right? Or no, you did. But, no, you did. Hundred <laughs> percent. But like, I, I just yeah. think, I mean, that was how I I'd guess answer more, it. To be more specific with my question, I guess <laughs> what I'm saying is, this parent was saying that the the team is is not doing well record wise and win wise, and the coach, I think personally, is a good coach, but he says on Facebook that the coach has played five games now and hasn't switched the offense up at all. He th- is this, what sport is this? Basketball. Okay. And he thinks that the coach should be trying something different. And I, that, that was where my question came from. And there's people kind of agreeing with him and also disagreeing with him, saying that, it, again, it takes time to mm-hmm. change a program up. But he was agreeing with that also. He was just saying, like, why not try something different? So I do agree. But, <clears throat> again, it's got to be really hard to be a new coach. That was that was all where that stemmed from. So I think it was a good yeah. answer. It was a good answer. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate that. Yeah. I, I – I, I mean, even like what you're just saying, random about that is to me is uh, some. Here's the thing: number one, the parent has no clue. I can already tell you that they don't have a clue. They might have a little bit of a clue about sports, but that that's just the way that it is. Like it is a system put in place, and it has to be followed by everybody. And if you don't have the buy-in from it, it's never gonna it's never gonna evolve to where it needs to be. So all these programs here, like in Clinton. Anywhere across the board is, at the end of the day, if you just have people who are like, yeah, you're the new head coach, and they lose four games, they're like, you suck, you should be out of here. They don't – it's just more of like that's just kind of the way it's been for Clinton for a lot of years. You cannot tell me that at the end of the day, they learn those things. Why these kids are quitting and they're like, oh, I'm going to focus on just baseball. You're focusing on just baseball in 2022. You better be first team all state <laughs> and be getting drafted in the third round. And guess what? You're not even third team all conference. It, it, it's now crazy now. Tell them how you really feel. I'm just yeah. saying. No, at I the know. end of the day, I, I don't care because I don't have. If I had kids, maybe I'm different, but I wouldn't be different. Because here's the thing: I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not going to lie about stuff. I'm not going to be unrealistic. It's what it is. If you can't hold them accountable. And you're going to blame somebody else for when your kid or whoever messes up. That's on you as a parent. If you're going to blame somebody else, that's on you. And and that's what it is. Your kid's not going to work hard. Then whose fault is that? It's the coach's fault? Well, he should motivate them. He has been motivating them, but they don't want to work hard. Okay? I, I don't know what else you can do. I don't know what you can do. And that's why... I, I do feel like this era in Clinton surrounding area is suffering. And that's fine. People can be like, he's an idiot. All right. What have you guys won? What have you won the last 15 years? I'll throw that out to you. What's Comanche Northeast won? 
They've won a lot of titles. They've been state qualifiers for whatever. What have you guys done? Right. I mean, that's all I'm going to leave it at. I mean, I'm not trying to be controversial, but at the same time, I you get to a point. You are. Well, <laughs> I am, and I don't care because it's, it's, it's whatever. You want to win, you want to win. If you don't want to win and you want your kid to be out for the sport and give him a participation trophy, go ahead and do it. Right. That's cool. I don't want my kid doing that if I ever have kids. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just like to I like to make it a little uh, bit of passion right there. Well, like you, got, you have to yeah. a little bit, Coach, because, yeah. you know, like, again, you know, it's just like I, I get where you guys come from. I And I get, like, as parents, but what are you going to do, man? Like, come on. So tell me if you agree with this. I'm going to read another status that um, it actually falls along the same line as what we what I just talked about. So it says this. I've got to say this. Athletics take a lot of work to be good at the sport you're playing. You can't show up when it's season time when you haven't done anything in the off season, and expect to be better than you were last season. Okay. To be honest, a certain school's athletics hasn't been good lately due to not the coaches, but lack of commitment these kids have to the sport. And honestly, the selfishness of some parents to not put their kid first and invest in what their child is interested in. It's a lot of blaming the programs, but not holding your child or yourself accountable at all. How do you feel about that? I'll, 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 I can speak to that a little That's bit. Like, uh, I mean, so I know a lot of coaches say this, but like winning is hard. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it kind of like that post says, like it, you got to put in the time in the off season to get better at your craft. Um, I mean, if that's getting in the weight room, if that's, you know, getting – if you're a quarterback throwing routes, running routes, if you're a receiver, if you're talking football, even basketball, you know, could just mean you're working on your ball handling, whatever, mm-hmm. shooting. But, it like, it's hard to win. And losing is very contagious, I think. Yeah. So, like, once you start losing, okay, then you start, you know, you start losing Johnny, you start losing Susie, and then – like, everyone's like, oh, we just suck, you know, and nothing we can do about it, you know, right. and then it just right. keeps happening and happening. And then you got to, I mean, obviously you got to have the right people in there to change that. But you also, again, I mean, they're on the, the parent thing here. Like, parents got to hold kids accountable a little bit and, like, hey, be like, hey, Johnny, why why didn't you go to that workout in the offseason, you know? Right. Like, right. do you want to play? Do you want your team to do well? You know, that, that's got to kind of happen too. Um, and, and as far as coaches go, especially at the high school level, I mean – if kids aren't putting the time in the off season, your program's not going to be very good. That's plain yeah. and simple, you know, and that's kind of why, like what I test to at the beginning of this podcast, why I put that 70% rule in place. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I remember talking to uh, the Bellevue head coach, football coach about it. And he's like, wait, what you guys do, uh, you guys do like attendance in the summer. I'm like, yeah, like, why wouldn't we, you know, yeah. like, I mean, right. you, I, we can't have kids just showing up when they want, you know, yeah. you got, you got to get kids there and, and showing them that it's important to do that, I think, it is is key too. So, um, yeah, I would agree with that post. Like, it's not always the coach's fault, you know. And, yeah. and I'm not blaming parents either, because I mean, I can't I do am. that. Because Comanche, I mean, <laughs> I am. I don't care. As far, as far, I mean, no, I, I'm, just, going, I'm just, coach, I'm, I'm just, just so I'm, I am blaming. I, I'm speaking from like the Comanche standpoint right now. Like, I mean, again, like I can't ask for any more support than I'm getting from parents and and what they're yeah, telling true. their kids at home. I think for the most part. Um, the parents are kind of saying the same thing we're saying as coaches. I mean, they're, I'm sure there's parents at the bowling alley after a Friday night and command talking crap about me, about what I called <laughs> or what, you know, what we did uh, yeah. or oh, their, wow. their house having a good time saying, oh, Coach Coit's not very smart, you know, whatever. I mean, it happens. I get it. That's part of it. But, right. um, 
but I, I, I mean, I think we, I mean, we really do have that support. And I think that's part of what, like our success right now. I mean, you look, football's had success, basketball's had success, baseball's had success, mm-hmm. tracks had success, you know, like all our main sports wrestling's had, had good, good programs over the last five years. So, yep. I mean, that's a huge part of it. I agree. Well, speaking of programs, I think we should switch over to other coach. How about what you think, Stenda? Yeah, I think, uh, I think yeah. coach Coit kind of hit it on the head. Yeah, you killed it, man. You, nah, honestly, it. hey, my man, you killed it. I could it. do this all night, man. Um, <laughs> so, hey, I just want to say beforehand, before you go, we switch over. I uh, appreciate you coming on. We would love to have you back on here again, um, like we talked before offset. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd like to hear about your program, what it's doing off season and during season. And we just we appreciate everything you're doing because you guys are really thriving over there. And, and uh, a lot of love to you guys. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah, it, guys. You thanks. betcha. Hey, we got Coach Brady Beal from Command. What was up, hey, that guys. was a bad. Hey, hit me. Hit me. My man. You, you miss? Swinging a miss over there? Swinging a miss. Strike three. Ours was, sal- ours was solid over here. That so. was. Hey, it Coach Beal, how you doing from Comanche? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks for having us. It's been fun. My, my good. My good. <laughs> yeah. You yes. okay? It's been fun. It's been fun to listen on the, the pod with Coach Coit to start off, but it's been fun. We're glad to be on it. All yeah. right. We're glad what, to have you. What are you coaching? What, so, what positions are you coaching at Comanche? So I'm the OC. Got switched to that as first year. Um, besides that, we're I'm quarterbacks, running backs, and outside linebackers. Other than that, I do some strength stuff with uh, offseason stuff with whoever wants to join in. We got a football guys in there now, and then this spring gonna uh, just got the head coaching job for the track. So it'll be a new role this year. Should be fun. Who'd we you got- pay for that one? <laughs> <laughs> Who would you pay for that one, my man? Come on, dog. You would like to know, but yeah, that's, okay. that's a secret. It's right. a secret. Jeez, no, but that's going to start out probably in about a month, which super excited about, about that. My wife and I, she's going to be the assistant girls coach, and then the guy that ha- had the head coach of both girls and boys is split, and he'd be the girls head coach this year. Oh, okay. Nice. So it should be that's fun. Cool. Super fun. Man, that's cool. Yeah. So we got a local here. Just <laughs> coaching them up, man. Trying. Trying. So we hear, we heard you have a Honeywell story too. Oh, got so a little bit. We'll have to rewind a little bit. So you can go ahead and uh, fill us in. Fill the people in. All man. right. So played for the Giants. Oh. Also, my favorite pop was you know Sprite after the game. I yep. know you guys said that earlier. Yeah. But playing for Sprite? the Giants, uh, fifth grader at the time, get a line drive, first base, playing first base at the time, caught it, stepped on first. So that's already two outs. Yeah. Yep. Look, the guy that was on second is already going home. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, our shortstop second place baseman was nowhere to be found. So I sprinted over second, stepped on second, got a triple play. Wow. A little newspaper article, no big deal. Just, just on the, on the yeah. you know, grandma and grandpa's you know, fridge for about a month or two. Hey, speaking sweet. of newspaper articles, do you remember back in the day when uh, – I think Joe O'Donnell used to put all the ponies, or was it Larry? Larry made. Did he put the pony stats in the paper? It was Larry. Yeah, that's what I thought. That was always cool. After I don't think Joe was capable of putting them in the paper. <laughs> well, but, you know, no, I'm saying, like, you're right. <laughs> I hate to say that, but it was like, man. Here's the deal, though. He came up with all them newsletters that yeah. he sent out. Remember, how, how, did, how did anybody come up with those newsletters? Dude, they were I solid, bro. Know. Very solid. Oh, man. You, so you remember those, too? Yeah. Oh, sure. Did you ever get them? No, no. Yeah. 
We did. Me and you. I, did. I never got. You did. I was not. I a got them all the time. Did you? Oh, I wasn't man. a part of the mailing list, unfortunately. We weren't that good, I guess. I remember always seeing him at the Y, though. At the Y, when we'd play basketball all the time, yeah. he would be sitting at that circle table, cutting his little <laughs> things out to <laughs> add to his news, <laughs> to his newsletter. You don't think Random was good? I'll tell you this, Random. I'm. You're the only one that got the letters, though. I know. Yeah. He, I don't you know, know what he did. He probably gave a bad, bad address. I'm gonna say me. Yeah, you probably give it back. No, he address. just never. No, I don't know. I don't hey, what a hit! What a hit! I would like. Way here's to hit what we do. In the face. We'll walk up to him like at the yeah the in between the ends. I'd be like, Hey, who hit a home run last inning? Blah 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 blah. Or Tanner Skiff, and he'd be like, Tanner Skiff. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I remember one time Travis Nass stole his bike. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> he didn't. He, he, did. he, he didn't really like steal it. He just pretended to steal it, and Joe was freaking out, and he was riding around the parking lot. Oh, Popping wheelies in his big old bike. <laughs> he, brought, he, he brought it back, though. Man, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. That was a long time ago. Long we were time we ago. were like in Pony. Yeah, we were like 13, 14. Yeah. yeah. But, hey, before we go any further, sponsorship time. Yeah. First Choice Insurance. Insurance by Andy Wood. Ooh, get him. You got it. And, and he covers. I don't know. You got to tell me because I'm going to miss something. For all of your home, life, auto, business, and much more. Home, life, auto, business, and much more. Much more. I'm just going to echo. Echo. First Choice Insurance. Located at? 410 South 2nd Street. Phone number is? 563-241-2341. Look at this. We got this down, bro. Andy Wood, hook. go down there. He's going to hook you up. He's going to hook us all up. All up. He's going to hook you up. Hey. Even if you uh, you aren't able to go in there, call his phone. Tell him that Honeywell Hero sent you. He'll be real ecstatic about that. He will. Mm-hmm. He'll give you maybe a discount or maybe he won't. He probably know. won't because he's going to be like, wow, JP sent me? I wouldn't no either. Way. Like, hey, we're going to double that insurance up. Let's or, go. Yeah, Let's if go. he gives a discount, he's going to have JP cover the other part that he, yeah. I got plenty, you know what I'm trying I got to say. plenty of money, dude. I know you're I loaded, bro. I just spent a, I've just spent 11. You know what I got my... The other today, what? I got a thing for my spending account. I spent eleven hundred dollars in Pittsburgh. Wow! <laughs> in a, like a three days. The thing you guys can't see is behind this uh, counter where our stuff is at. JP's pockets are just full of cash. Oh yeah, they're not. But my bank we account can't even move is around. Doing okay. Here. We're tight. We're tight back here. Well, that's yeah. good. A little tight. Oh, guys, hey, let's let's be careful here. <laughs> I got you. Man, y'all y'all wild. Man. Okay, so. You do okay. Tell me about Comanche. I, I don't know anything about Comanche, like Little League. You had to play Comanche Little League. Um, a little bit, little bit. Give I, us a, like a little bit of rundown of it. <clears throat> so, does it still exist? I think is Comanche junior baseball a thing still? There's is it? It's pretty small though, right? Yeah, because I remember when I was head ump, Chris White was head ump at yeah. Comanche junior yeah, baseball. Chris White. And actually, funny story. Now that we're on the subject, let's go. We got a ton of umpire shirts that, like, one of the last years that I was. Uh, Head ump, and all of them said Comanche Junior Baseball. The place messed up, so all our CJB guys in Clinton were wearing Comanche Junior Baseball shirts. <laughs> kind of funny. Anyways, yeah. go ahead. Dang. So yeah. you actually did some traveling, I felt like, for for Comanche Youth yeah. Baseball. We went to, like, Donahue. We went to, like, LeClaire. We went to Andrew. We went to all these small small towns, traveled. But, like, That's we cool. only had, I think, one team at the time. I don't know what they have now, but, I mean – most now, I think a lot of our kids are playing AAU ball somewhere. I mean, yeah. it's a it's sad to see that a lot of a lot of kids are going that direction instead of joining you know the, the youth sports and yeah. Comanche. But 
I mean, that's that's the beast, though, of the youth, youth AAU stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see more and more kids go that every every route now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I wish it wasn't that way, but it is yeah. nowadays. I just think it's such a huge industry. Yeah. That, we like, talk about AAU? Yeah, the, yeah. We, we talk about that multiple yeah. times on it's, episodes, but it's just it's it something is. else, man. I, I think a lot of the kids that play AAU or travel ball nowadays probably shouldn't even be playing travel yep. ball. But yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's more of a, oh, my God, my kid plays, or, Play, yeah. or a, in a kid perspective, hey, look at me on Snapchat. I'm at this tournament yeah. this week, and I'm playing. Oh, my gosh. You know, stuff yeah. like that. That's totally. I'd okay, so so let's stay on this topic because I think it's good for all, all right, of us. Let's get it. Why? It, let's be honest. <laughs> AAU is hurting, hurting athletics as a whole. Oh. And it's hurting Why? the high school programs. Do you think because it's giving kids false sense of talent? They're, okay, so remember back when we played. Okay, remember we had the what? Royal Kings. And the Cobras. Cobras, Cobras. and who else? The Diamond Kings. The right? Diamond Kings, yeah. So, and we were still competitive and, and whatever else. But now they have 15, 20, 30 different coaches who are coaching these AAU teams that don't have a clue about sports go pull these coaches who are doing <laughs> aau how many of them played actual sports and high school yeah. when it mattered yeah they don't have a clue that's and i'll true. just say because nobody else wants to say it but i know it is yeah. that's why they're bad and they have some parent who's living the dream through their kid and they're like yeah i'm gonna have the one or two kids play these positions and my kid's gonna play this spot and they're still bad but they never teach the kids how to be good and the, the fundamentals they need. So it kills it because these feeder programs aren't teaching any of these kids the fundamentals they need when yeah. they get to high school. Yeah. yeah I mean, for both of you, I, I'll give it whoever wants to start. Don't tell me. I mean, if I'm wrong, enlighten me. I'd love no, to know. I think you're right. I mean, it, you can say yeah. I think I'm right, but I know I'm right. I mean, even though I yeah, think that right. I think I'm right, what you're, I'm just saying, yeah. like, it, it you just, think that you not that you know that you think that you're knowing. I mean, I could be wrong. <laughs> I get it. No, you're not wrong. I, I think a lot of these coaches want to coach their kids so bad, and they teach them a certain way that they think is better yep. because maybe yeah. currently, like let's say for instance, now let's say a, a high school team is really bad. Well, yep. these teams, these travel teams in these cities, these these coaches think that they're going to teach their kids better because the programs are bad. Mm. But then by the time they get to the high school, these kids are taught completely different from how the high school yes. wants to teach them. Is that kind of what you're saying? Hundo. Yeah. Hundo. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's exactly so, and then it's, it's just a vicious cycle. And I think it, it's, again, it's these parents want their kids to, every single kid to be a major league baseball or basketball or whatever. It doesn't yeah. even matter what sport. They they think their kid's going pro and they Which treat them as joke. such. Now, I'm Because they're never going to be. I'm I mean, t- I'm just going to say that. I'm going to tell you one be. thing. I'm cool with it. If you guys will come in the store, um, obviously, <laughs> yeah. obviously we're here at Rival Sports. We switched up the whole scene. You guys can come and buy all the accessories. That's what I want you to do. So all the travel teams out there, maybe you're listening to this and you're kind of getting mad. Don't. Just be happy. Come in the store. We'll get you, a, we'll get you fresh. On, blame it on me. I don't care. We'll I'll get, pay your bill. We'll I don't get, even care. He's going to pay your you bill. You heard it first. I, so I really don't even care. Don't, 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 if you're going to be upset because I told you the truth, uh, fine. I'll I'll write you a check. I could care less. No, but anyways, 85 Main Avenue, Clinton, Iowa, Rival Sports. Come on in. Get you some fresh gear. We got you. Yeah. Hey, don't leave me hanging, man. All right. 
Hey, don't leave me hanging. Let's go. I'm I'm wrapped up in the cords, bro. Man, it might have been. It might be you though. That was. He just tried there, and I tried there. I got the dance moves. Oh, dancing here. Come on, keep it going. No, I can't dance. Your shoulders are looking real warmed up. There you go. Mm. There you go. Okay. It's like I'm back in the club in 2007 (laughs) in college. I'm like. There was no Taylor Swift then, but I was like, "What were you, just, da- what were you dancing to in college?" I don't even the know. Club. It was like, uh, "Go, go, go, <laughs> Shorty, it's your birthday." I mean, that's what you're doing. Like, I, I feel like back then, that's all you did. Oh, yeah. I was thinking like, "Low" by Flo Rida and T Pain. <laughs> yeah, that's what you were dancing to. I got a story with you and I, but I'm not going to tell tonight. Oh my god! Ooh. So we're going to leave that the way it is. Okay. But I'd like to be. Here's the thing. Because I feel like the way we started this off, it, it's been great because we're, like, going back and forth. I like to be a little bit controversial because here's the thing. I don't have kids, but here's what anybody that's out here watching that's is like, I have a kid. Sten is an idiot. I'm going to say this to him. I've coached kids. I've been around kids my whole life, and I was a kid. Don't tell me I don't understand yeah, how, how to interact with kids. Yeah. What do, you, what do you say them. if they tell you that? I, w- I would tell them, like, so you want your kid to be you want your kid to be like they are right now? So you're gonna say you're just gonna let your kid if you tell me this, if your daughter comes home or your son comes home from school and says, They're in seventh grade, well the so and so teacher said this. In this today's era, what would the parent do? I can't believe the teacher said that. And they're gonna call the school and they're gonna want to meet with the admin and everybody else. They believe a 12-year-old over a 30-year-old, yeah. male or female. Now, I'm not saying that, that, that they couldn't be wrong, but that's where it's at. There's no accountability, mm-hmm. period. So how can you expect teachers or coaches or admin or any of those things to be successful when you handicap them and say, hey, guess what? Well, you know, you need to do this better. Well, okay, I get 2500 bucks a year for it. That's like $0.25 cents an hour. Mm. It's All right, man. It's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's better it's than real 20, good money. Better than twenty-four cents an hour. I mean, dude, I'm telling you, like, <laughs> if you don't do it, you don't understand. And I'm not saying for you, random. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. Because I know that you under. I know you get that. You've coached uh, Aiden's team. You've done Jada stuff. You get that. But right. I'm telling you, at the end of the day, like, it, it does come down to accountability. And if you're just like, you're just gonna let your kid tell you what I guess you want to hear. Then you're, that's why your kid's gonna be your kid is gonna be living at home when they're twenty five, because they they don't understand the real they don't. That's what they're gonna be doing. Okay. Do you want to be that parent? I I don't know. I wouldn't want to be. Yeah. Well, Maybe we, I'm wrong. We'll find out soon when you have some kids. Even if I okay, even if I ever have kids, I can tell you this right now. I know what it takes. Yeah, I know. I'm to just, leave a count. I'm just I, I get that part. Okay. Well, all right. Whatever. <laughs> I like getting you worked up. He did, he, they just like me. Okay, we're not it's talking about the Steelers yet. So the whatever. Pot. I'm just trying to like be in defense of all you guys. But if you guys want to be not poop heads to me, then fine, be poop heads. Hey, I got a question for you, JP. Yeah, whatever. Can I do on this day, or are you not allowing me? Go on this day. All right, on this day, guys, January 18th, 1896. Check this oh. out. This is kind of cool. First college basketball game with five players on each side is conducted by the University of Iowa. They invite student athletes from University of Chicago for an experimental game. And Chicago beats Iowa fifteen to twelve. I don't understand that score, but 
interesting facts. 1896. I can only imagine what that game looks sure like. Sure, it's not the Iowa Hawkeyes football team. Yeah. <laughs> no, ba- it says basketball. Okay. I don't even. I don't really get the part where it says first game with five players. I don't know if they used to play with less or more. It doesn't say. So whatever. Anyways, 1950. Indians pitcher Bob Feller takes, and he's from Iowa. Takes twenty thousand dollars salary cut down to forty five thousand dollars, and it was his own suggestion. I don't know why, and it doesn't say why, but that's crazy. Sixty five thousand dollars was a salary in nineteen fifty. I wonder what that. What is that equivalent or yeah, equivalent to these days? Jeez, feller, he's from uh, Van Meter, Iowa. Yeah, Meter. Yeah. I wonder if you we you guys can maybe Google what what the comparison of sixty five thousand dollars a year in nineteen fifty is okay, compared to now. Sixty five. Oh, you're gonna do it. Comparison. And 19, what year? 1953. Yeah. Um, that would be equivalent to $803,000. Oh, my God. That's still kind of low, though. Yeah. But whatever. Okay. Well, it was a different if, time. If that, yeah, there was a 50 grand. I'd be like, hey, yeah. let's go. Well, and then in 1950, there was no endorsements or brands yeah, or yeah, media brands. or anything. Either, yeah. so. Okay. Moving on. 1951, NFL rules tackles, guards, and centers ineligible for a forward pass. So before that, they could run out for a pass. Stupid. I what was it's dumb? It's they, dumb now because you wish they, they could. They run a screen pass and they get like whatever. What is it? Three yards? Is it three yards downfield? Yeah. They can't. They can't even go. It's got to be behind the line. Okay. But yeah, I was at the Steelers game and they had, they had like two plays where they went deep. You know, yeah. twenty-five yards. I've seen and it was the ineligible. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes it has nothing to do with the play too. And I'm yeah. just kind of like, what? like that's, it's always a weird flag. Anyways, moving on. We're going to jump from the fifty-one to January eighteenth, two thousand and nine. I bet you remember exactly what I'm going to say here, Stenda. NFC Championship, Heinz Field. Pittsburgh Steelers beat Baltimore Ravens twenty-three to fourteen. Do you remember this game? He probably knows what every. What, every was the, what was the day? Every second of every again? play. Oh, two thousand and nine, January eighteenth. Um, they went to the Super Bowl. NFC Championship against the Ravens. Palomali picked the ball off and See, ran it back like 40 yards. I told you. Yeah, I, I know. I knew you would know this. Flacco's on third down. Jesus. He's looking left. He looks right. He throws it. Palomu picks it, and he goes the oppo way, and guess what? He, didn't, he was the greatest doing that, though. Palomu. He was. He could pick anybody off. In his hair. In his hair. Wow. And guess what? He gave them advantage. On, on yeah, and, and they still couldn't because he was couldn't. that good. He was that good. True. And then – January 18th, 2023, Honeywell Heroes drops their 10th episode. Because this is episode 10, guys. We didn't even shout that out. I know. We're at double digits. We hit our double digits. What a monumental moment in 2023 for the Honeywell Heroes. Hey, everybody, get get them up. Hey, Hey, uh, hey, get them up. I got a little. little It's probably all spit in my. Random, get them over here. Uh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, people. 10th episode, we we moved the set to Rival Sports. I like you know, it, it's tonight's been like really nice because hmm, I don't know. I just I like oh, it. That's awesome news, bro. Awesome news. It's really nice because you know you why? It it's it's I I I like to be open and honest, and I feel like we kind of haven't been that way the last couple of weeks. Speak for yourself, buddy. Well, I'm just saying, man. Like you're like, oh, you say this. I'm like, oh man, like let's let's just be realistic about stuff. Okay. There's gonna be okay. I guarantee next week there's gonna be people be going. Dang, well, I you can't believe you said that. And I'll be like, okay, cool. I don't care. What What do you think I care? Wow. I'm wow. I'm trying to push this the right way. So. So if if you guys want to buy a shirt, buy it for me because JP doesn't care. 
Okay. You just come on, JV. If you guys think he wants to get like his few fans that will be like, oh yeah, I'll buy a shirt from you. They're still gonna message me though. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't really matter. They will. Just put on JP's bill though, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I gotta pay the bill every time, so it don't matter. Big pockets. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, what are you most excited about being the head coach of the track team? Oh, the guys coming back. Yeah. I think. I mean, we had a rough, rough outing last year. I mean, we put all our chips into one relay, and I think, uh, on a coaching standpoint, that was that was definitely a fault on mine. I mean, we thought one relay could that was our our ticket. But who, who was on it? Uh, it was our four by one. It was uh, Mark Sanders, uh, Ethan Ethan Schultz, Mike Delzell, and Tucker Dickerber. Yeah, we put all our chips in that one, thinking. I mean, that made the Drake, and we thought that could be our ticket to state for those guys, and fell I think a half second short, which is unfortunate. I mean, that, that's the sport of track, right? You know. Yeah. And that was our. I mean, I was asking. So my previous head coach. Mark Metzger, he's been there. I mean, he was there. He was there when I was there. When you were there. Yeah, Metzger's I, a good guy. I, I reached out to him, and that was our first time in probably 27 years we've never brought a relay or runner to state. So I think that's going to be one of our focal points is like, hey, we need we need to bring someone back. I mean, we brought two jumpers, which was huge to have two jumpers out there. And one was a senior, one was a freshman, so it was kind of cool. Duo, the senior could kind of teach the freshman out there, you know, yeah, the environments. But – as a as a coach, and I mean that was my first year being an assistant last year. Uh, all I knew when I ran was, hey, we got to bring relays, we got to bring individuals. And it was weird for me just to see just our just have a jumper out there. So I think that's going to be our, our huge thing is finding what we're we're good at and rolling with that, and uh, not putting our chips into one relay and kind of just spreading the spreading the wealth out into individuals and just our other relays around the the track. Yeah. Tanner, Tanner ran. Uh, would you run the four by two? <laughs> no, let's go to this. I, like, it had on. to have been like the C team. No, it was the if A that's team. That's the thing. Because guess who he got? He got dusted by. You know who he is? Who? Mike Mitchell. No, From, it was no, it wasn't a four by. It was it, it was a one hundred in the indoor. Okay, meet. it was Mike Mitchell. Yeah, and then the, uh, the other guy next to me was like the second fastest guy in the state, and I was in the middle, and I had my <laughs> hair in a ponytail on the top. Oof. Hey, and it man. was embarrassing. Like, yeah, we talked about this. They could have ran <laughs> two 100s, and I still wasn't done with the one. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. But you I finished, remember. though, right? I yeah. did. That's yes. all that matters. It was a 100 meter. I better, I could have rolled there a couple <laughs> times. Good Lord. Man, you were rolling hard. Hey. I was, I think whoever was coaching, I'm like, you really making me do this right now? Like, yeah. It was indoor meet against Sterling. Yeah, it was. Sterling. Yeah, it was horrible. Nah, you did a good job. I was even laughing like with uh, with Mike Mitchell. I'm like, dude, I don't know why they have me next to you, man. I don't know. A little Sterling track, man. Hey, man, you know, sometimes you just got to do it. Yeah. You just got to go. Got to go. Yeah, they already had probably quit sweating by the time I was done, honestly. Well, you know. They probably didn't even sweat, actually. That's all right. That was okay. horrible. You ran in like, I think of that 100, you was like 22 minutes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, you could. No, he. No, I'll be honest. He could run back in the day. Yeah. And you know, here's the thing about him. Aiden can run too, though. He's a yeah, good hurdler. Aiden, Aiden can actually run. I couldn't. He can actually. hurdle. No, man. Yeah, yeah. No, his hurdles last year. He, he, did he came good. on at the end. Yeah. Aiden's. But here's the thing. Aiden's little. Tanner was not little. Tanner was six foot. No, when I said like in, six in foot, eighth like grade. Yeah. Okay. I, was I mean, tall. he was. He was, and he was lean. If he would have played football and. Yeah, he would have been like a tight end. He would have been a tight end. He would have been like a tight end player. Hmm. Probably, t- honestly, tight end like an inside linebacker. Do you think he they'll could. Do you think they'll let me play still? 
I, you have to ask some of the coaches. Should I ask, should I ask Mr. Grugan if I can play at Lions? Oh, God. Should. You could ask him, and he'd probably be like, hey, um, you got a 4 o'clock detention, so go sign up for it. <laughs> so, I mean, go sign up for it. Well, if Stetson Bennett can, can play that's, still. That's true. Why not, dude? Okay, Run. I just – okay, no, keep, do you have anything else? No, just wishing I could play football. But here's the thing. If you would have ran that route and not fell in the pothole – on the field, he Me? wouldn't. Have, it uh, wasn't a pothole. It was whatever a foot. it was. I know it. Whatever we, yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> How bad did you want? It? Why don't you t- tell this them about like, it? This was like tell twenty years it. ago. Tell them about it. Let's go. Because we got all the football coaches here. Tell them about it. Yeah. So eighth grade year, I remember Mr. Leslie was begging me to go out for football. I never played. Well, I played flag football. I just wasn't interested at that point. Like, eh. But he's I was huge. So he's like, come on, play football, play football. All right. So the, you guys had already went through practices and stuff, right? You guys were in pads already? Yeah, we were already in pads. Yep. And I came out. So I had to do like my three days of just the helmet. And then the fourth day, I could wear the pads. I think mm-hmm. that's what it was back yeah. then. I don't know if it still is, but still is. I, I got my pads, and I think it was like one of the first plays I ran. I jumped up for a pass, and I came down and landed on another Chuck Lane's foot. Remember? Chucky Bird Lane, yep. And I, like, messed my ankle up, and I remember I went and sat on the sideline. For some reason, I took my shoe off. I should have never did that. And my, It was my birthday also. I think I was, oh like, 14. My. And I ended up going, like, to the doctor. They put a cast on my foot. They told me it was broke. Then I found out. The next day, they never. I didn't have crutches or anything, so I was walking up and down the stairs like backwards because I had a cast on my foot. It was really dumb. And then I ended up going back and they cut it off because I wasn't broken. They cut the cast off, not my foot. Still got it. Um, so uh, yeah, we got his foot. He's we good. still got it. He's good. Um, but yeah, so it was yeah. And then I just sat out the rest of the season, and that was it. I played four days of football my whole life, three and a half. He's going. I remember it was like a seam route. And I can't with like a play action or some seam route, and you see him like going like, oh, he's gonna catch it. He goes up, and then he comes down. And you're like, he's like, oh, oh, you see his like ankle. You're like, oh, oh, Dude, no. it got it got really swollen. It was bad. We, I think I had to help carry you off with oh Greg God, Leslie. I, what a sissy I was, <laughs> bro. He he was a whim. So you guys aren't bringing him on your staff. I tell you that. Not as a player or a coach no. or a coach. I, I actually did say. help one of Aiden's football teams, but I didn't know what I was talking about. So. You just told him go hard. Yeah, I just said, get great job, boys. Yeah, great job. Good, good. Hey, good coverage there. Good job. No, Step I up. I didn't even say that. It was like good hustle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like fifth grade, so whatever. Yeah. All right, I just got one, one, one more question for you. That's right. it. And then random, he'll have something for, for you. Sweet. How do you know? Oh, he might have ten. Okay. <laughs> but I feel like I already gave the uh, – I, I got to go down to this. Uh-oh. Going oh, deep. Man. I don't know. Yeah, he's going through his. Okay. You ready for a start bench cut? Oh, okay. You guys, all of you guys. And actually, I'm going to wait for you. Okay. Because I want him to go first. Ooh, Random, you're going first. All right, let's get start it. Start bench cut. Let's NFL. Go. Because NFL. we got the football coaches here from Comanche. Okay. Ray Lewis, this is middle linebacker. Start bench cut. Ray Lewis, Brian Erlocker, Junior Seau. Well, this is bad because I didn't really watch football back then. But, but you, I know you would know so Brian Erlock. Start, yeah. So start. Ray Lewis, no, yeah. Bench Erlacher cut, Sam. But I didn't watch football back. Hey, I just know who you know. Hey, I'm right now. I like where you're at. Your mind is. Was that solid? I keep getting caught up in my well, spider yeah. web. All right, man. Hey, listen, Coach. Who you got? I think I'm gonna also go with Ray Lewis starting. But I'm gonna bench the samurai and cut Erlacher. All right. You cut. Tell me this. Why are you cutting Erlacher? 
I mean, <laughs> you, how are you going to cut the samurai? How are you going to cut Erlacher? He could cover anybody. He could run out as a defensive back and cover cover he, a receiver and be like, hey, I want to cover you all day I, like I'm a corner. I don't know if he could do that. Oh, yes, he did. I don't. He did it. There was a game on Monday Night Football or something where he did that. Yes, he was. Was he in like New Mexico? What? Yeah. What's what's her? I mean, I know him as a samurai. What's Erlacher's go to name? I think oh. it does. You got to have a nickname. I think so. <laughs> so you. Right. So, hey, but but also you have to remember this is his opinion. Yeah. No, I agree. No, I think it's cool. I think it. <laughs> but we kind of debated. So you <laughs> took her. You took Ray Lewis, which I'm all for. You took Ray yeah. Lewis. Who's and yours? Who would you pick? Dude, come on, dog. Ray Lewis, when he retired, his step as middle linebacker was no different than it was 15 oh, years ago. no later. way, yeah. Are you kidding me? Erlocker and, to me, Seau, Seau was probably better than Erlocker, I think, at the end yeah. of the day. I think he played the pass and run better. Now, that, again, that's my opinion. I could be completely wrong. Erlocker, um, he got ran over by some guys in the run game, which Jerome Bettis from the Steelers. He did run him over. The bus. Um, I liked Ray Lewis. I would take him all day over anybody, yep. whether he killed him or not. I don't know. I mean, because he did, he did get. I mean, when I say like he killed anybody, like oh, I mean, I mean that's, was, not, that's not us this side. I no, I, I get that. <laughs> I mean, what did he kill him? He probably killed him on the field. I don't yeah, know if he killed yeah. him off the field, yeah, but we don't know. That's <laughs> that's not our our story. Wow. I'm just going a little bit out. <laughs> Old school tonight because I don't care, but we have to. But I like Lewis. Lewis but I just want to know your guys' opinion. Yeah, Lewis is a solid option for. I like it. So let's shout like out the uh, first choice insurance man one more time. We'll get get, get it going. Get them. Um, I God, I should have this memorized by now. We've said it so many times. First choice insurance if for you, all your home, auto, life insurance, and business needs and more. If you guys need insurance, hit up. Andy Wood at 563-241-2341. Andy Wood, First Choice Insurance. I like it. For all your home, life, auto, business, and much more. And he will hook you up because he's going to hook you up because we sent you there. So get there. Maybe if you're young and you don't know much about insurance, hit him up. I'm sure he'll... Fill you in on what you need and what you don't. If you already got insurance, maybe hit him up, see if he can get you something cheaper. I don't know. Or something better. Cheaper isn't always better, but maybe he's got something better. I think I think he's got better. Okay, well, hit him up. First choice insurance, baby. You're better. Okay. Thanks, Jer Bear. Jer Bear. You got anything else? Yeah, we got some food. Oh, you know what? We got to get to it. Let's go. Some of that food. So, shout out to Slops. Um, they actually reached out, and um, they offered – some food. I actually I don't even know what it is. There's a, a burger of the burger of the month, and then they got some other stuff in here too. Shout out to Andrew and Metcalf. Hold on, let me grab this food. Ooh. I have no idea what's going on here. Hey, you guys get over there. So I'm gonna show them, Cinda. You gotta tell them what it is. What is it? You get it. This is the burger of the month. They didn't tell me. Burger. Oh, you got Lordy. Pickle action. Here, try one. Garlic fries. Woo. Woo! What is it? It's the burger of the month. Check it hey, out. Hey, we got the burger of the month. This one. That one is like a hot oh. chicken sandwich or something. Oh, whoa. oh, burger! What's this called? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. They didn't tell me the name of it. And then we got 
Right here, chicken quesadillas or steak quesadillas. I don't know what this means. I already know these are fire because I took a bite okay, of one so earlier. Stop. Burger <laughs> of the, we have the burger of the month. Yep, and then this is a okay. firecracker chicken sandwich. Firecracker. Like hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. Yeah, we're, okay. Burger of the month right here in my hand. Firecracker oh, what? That looks hot. Ooh. Oh, man. Firecracker chicken sandwich. Yep. Y'all ready to die? Because you're going to die? Yeah. Somebody gonna die tonight. I know that thing's hot. You're supposed, you, to, you're supposed to eat the sauce with that one, Cinder. They told me they put it on the side. What do you got down there, bro? Well, I can't because my computer's in the oh. way. Steak quesadilla. What mm-hmm. you got there? Oh, he's gonna go Ooh, with the hot one. You gonna let me go? Oh, okay. Y'all gonna? Go oh side. no! Whoa. Oh. The steak quesadilla is so good. Oh yeah. It's like a Berea shell or something, you know? What is it, Stenda? What does it, it taste like? It's like heaven. <laughs> but what is it? Like, what's the flavor? It's like sweet. I said it's heaven. Here, pass it down. Let me let me try that. Okay, you get, okay, we'll switch it. Let's go. Everybody switch them. I'll go. All right, I'll take this. Steak quesadillas are fire. I have no idea what this is. This looks really hot. It's spicy. Was it good. hot? It's good, though. Dude. Quesadillas are good. Ooh, that's kind of hot. <laughs> uh oh. I'm gonna die. It's huh? not that hot. Yeah, it's good though. Dead. He's gonna be dead. I wonder what's the sauce. I don't know. It looks like that Azu sauce. Oh whatever. yeah, it looks it's good. not bad. I don't know what this is. Pass right. one more. All right, yeah, we'll deep. switch it over. Oh, what y'all got here? Quesadilla is good. Quesadillas, what? We might as well kiss after this. I mean, oh, the quesadillas are so. Can't be wrong with this. Mmm. If I was married, my wife ain't cooking like this. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, this is hot. Uh oh. Suffer. That is sweet. That's good. That's pretty good. With the garlic fries, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. You know, this is hot, but it's really good. Actually. It is. It's going to be the best tasting hot item I've eaten on this podcast, to be honest. Yeah, because you're always crying. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Usually crying real bad. Well, you kind of do, honestly, to be, I'll be honest with you. I know. I'm not disagreeing. Pretty good. Huh? You like the quesadillas, bro? They, those were good. <clears throat> Shout out to Andrew and Metcalf. Ooh. Woo. Good lordy. Hello, it's me. <laughs> hey, Slobs. Shout out to you. You're making Cinda sing Adele. Oh, yeah. That's good. All so, right, you, know, you know you nailed it if he's singing Adele. Because I know you love Adele. Oh. She's all right. She's good looking. Yeah. Okay. You good? Mm-hmm. All right. I'd take her to McDonald's. Would you? Hey, you Wendy's? know you know you really care about her if you're taking her. Get her 10 double cheese. <laughs> I'll give her 40. How many did you order that when we were there? Was it 40. 10 or 15? I don't know. It was like 15. Yeah. Double cheese. He bought 15 doubles, and it was like $80 when we yeah. went there. It was about a month ago or so. Mm-hmm. And he was arguing with the kid at the drive-thru. Remember that? 
Yeah, because he's being kind of he's kind of being yeah, like no. not nice about it. He, came, he actually came in here and bought some shoes the other day. I'm like, hey, you're that kid from McDonald's. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, next time you better give me a discount, bro. He's like, I will. I got you. I got you. He so to fight us all. Uh, I know. He would have whooped us. Whatever. So, anyways, shout out to Slops. We appreciate it. If you um, are a restaurant locally, I'm dying a little bit. And you want us to... Eat your food on the uh, podcast, on any episode. Hit us up. We would love to eat your food and kind of review it. I think my favorite of the three, if I have to be honest with you, is the spicy chicken sandwich. I thought it was really, really good. It was good. That was my favorite, that was my favorite also. What was your favorite? If you had to pick out of the What I mean right now. Yeah, you, you're a quesadilla guy for sure. But it was all good, honestly. So, top notch. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Um, anything else, Stenda? You know what? No. I think we're good. He's speechless, guys. Speechless. No, anyways, appreciate it. Episode 10. Thank you to both coaches who came on here and shared their insight and knowledge and info with us. We greatly appreciate it. Honeywellheroes.com. If you guys want shirts, we have shirts available. Um, If you're interested in advertising, hit us up. Hit up JP. Hit up the Honeywell Heroes page. But, yeah, Honeywell Heroes, you can find us uh, TikTok, Facebook, um, Snapchat, um, if you only listen to podcasts, um, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you want to watch us, we're on YouTube, but all the links are on HoneywellHeroes.com. So that's that info. I am Random Tanner. I am J.P. Stenda. We have Coach Beal. Coach Beal. <laughs> and Beal? Coach Decoit 5. Coit. Coit. We're signing off. Much love to everybody. Awesome. Hey, and thanks, guys, uh, so much for having us on here. Boom. Episode 10. We got you.